Lightworkers Unite is a podcast and social show hosted by intuitive women, lightworkers, and most importantly, friends, Mayuman Manjeet. Welcome to our podcast, where we believe there is a lightworker within all of us. Whether you are a medium, an educator, or a nuclear technologist, there's a lightworker within you, and we have work to do. This is a call to action. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hi, Manjeet. How are you? Hello, my sister. I'm good. I'm really good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm really, I have to tell you, I'm very, very excited today. I am too. I'm kind of nervous. Our first guest. Yes. But you know, we could not have a more gracious guest. Uh, I think maybe um, we could not ask for a more forgiving guest because she's pretty awesome. I have known Jen Jensen for quite some time and she's uh, phenomenal. So uh, I'm, I'm super excited about this. I'm so excited too. Yes. And we're going to talk today about Reiki. Yay. How many people here love Reiki? Raise your hand. Woo, woo. Woo, woo. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> well, do you um do you want to tell us a little bit about Reiki just in general? So we we have just a little walk in uh, yeah, uh yeah. for her. Um yes, sure. Um and then you you dive in too. I know I know uh, I know quite a bit, but I would say that first and foremost, for what our listeners need to know, is that Reiki is actually um, a type of healing, let's say, modality that we would use that comes from source. So the Reiki practitioner uh, would actually be a conduit of this beautiful energy that comes from source through the conduit. Um, using hand placement, whether touching the the client or patient, um, or just using hand symbols is also part of it. But really, people come to a Reiki practitioner because they're seeking healing for their physical body and they actually and for their spiritual body. So a Reiki practitioner can sometimes sense and seal or feel what's going on inside their bodies, like for instance, the chakras, if they're out of alignment, if there's any place inside the body that needs healing, that energy and light source comes through the practitioner onto the patient. What do you think? Is that kind of something? Yes, I love that. I agree. And I I was just uh, doing a little research, you know, I'll do the research. Before it started, yep. Yeah, and it's just really, um, that is exactly it. It's a form of really alternative therapy. Mm -hmm. And it was, um, it emerged in Japan uh, in the late 1800s. So how far back that goes. Yeah, and I think that's what's so cool about it for me is there's such a history of this. This is something that, you know, um, has been happening uh, for centuries. <laughs> and we're just kind of getting our, our arms around it, I think here in, in this part of the world. Um, but really, it, it, it is what I find so remarkable about energy healing, Reiki healing is, uh, and those are synonymous. So like Reiki is, a, is referred to as energy healing. Yes. Um, what I love about it, it, it really is a transfer of universal energy from the practitioner to the patient. So just what you were saying, like you being kind of like this conduit. And, and so that's um, what I'm really curious about with, with um, Jen is to talk to her about, you know, how that process kind of happens a little bit. So maybe we can ask her um, a little bit about those things and just really how does she navigate that being that conduit and, you know, what are the energy centers that she is, is tapping into? Like in my understanding of having 
treatments of with Reiki is that it is on alignment with the chakra systems. Mm-hmm. But I'd be curious to hear um, how she feels about that because she is actually a, a teacher of Reiki. So uh-huh. she, her school, Sojen, Sojen Yoga and Energy, uh, she does certify people in Reiki. So I want to tell you a little bit about Jen Jensen. Uh, she is actually a master educator. <laughs> meaning a pretty badass teacher. And she's been in the public uh, school system as an educator for over 20 years. Wow. Um, and I've had the, the pleasure of kind of seeing her in action as a teacher at times. And um, I just have to tell you, she creates these really sacred spaces all through her, her uh, little classroom. Uh, they do meditation together. Uh, she's just a really amazing, uh, amazing educator integrating, you know, traditional public school education with just real mindfulness, nothing woo woo wee or too like out there, but it's really just really mindful practices that I think are just really helpful for children. So that's kind of a cool thing um, that she, yeah. And she's been a licensed Reiki practitioner, a Litarian master teacher, and a practitioner in chakra balancing. She's also a yoga teacher. Uh, and, and she's actually done some meditation classes for me, uh, as well. So that's been really fun. And she's a lifetime, lifelong student of the metaphysical, the metaphysics and extensive training in tarot, archangels, dreams, spirit guides, and aromatherapy. She knew from a very young age that at the core of everything, um, is she lives positively and authentic relationship. You screwed this up. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, <laughs> figure this out. Okay. It's a good thing we're not live. No, girl, I'm telling you. Ooh, you don't butcher this one. Um, she knew at a young age that at the core of everything, uh, positivity and authentic relationships, along with spiritual and physical integrity, are paramount. Uh, Jennifer's deepest intention is to hold space for others to rise and embrace their power, heal themselves so that together they can have the capacity to heal the world. So great. So excited. Yeah. She's a pretty amazing, badass person, um, really integrating a lot of really cool stuff um, in her life. So I'm um, super excited to ask her um, about kind of how she, um, what her thoughts are about Reiki and how, how she's doing, how she's really practicing, but also um, maybe even um, a little bit about how she's a light worker in all the other hats that she wears. Yeah. I, how does she manage, like you said, navigate all of that and uh, maintain sanity? I mean, does she have a husband? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's a lot yeah. though. Yeah. I'd love to hear she does that but how she became a light worker like it and it kind of talks about that in her bio a little bit but yeah we have these questions ready to go for her and we're gonna really dive in and enjoy this guest i'm super excited yeah believe you guys are absolutely gonna love this interview this was pre-recorded and so we're gonna play it for you now here we go hope you guys enjoy it lightworkers unite featured guest shine the light on jen jensen we are so honored and thankful for you, Jen, to come to us and uh, start this podcast today. We're going to talk about Reiki. Yay. I love it. So we were um, really curious um, if you could tell us a little bit about um, your Reiki sessions and kind of where did you learn about Reiki? Okay. 
Well, first, I'm definitely not an expert on any of this. I am a lifelong student. And if you would have asked me about Reiki two years ago, I would have said I consider myself much more of a metaphysician than a Reiki practitioner. And then the universe came in and handed me a big bowl of, ah! and, um, and the, <laughs> the, the call for self Reiki the call for self-healing really like everywhere I went, it was like right in my face, got like knock, knock on my third eye. Wow. So it, it's, it's not, it, this is new. It's well, let me rephrase that. It's new and old at the same time. I feel like, you know, when we talk about what Reiki is, it's literally universal life force energy. It's literally what you would consider non-physical complementary healing. Mm -hmm. It's gentle, it's everywhere, it's energy, and it's how we harness it and what intention we hold. So it's within all of us to access. Yeah. I just didn't have the lens at growing up. I really saw myself as a metaphysician because that was the framework that I grew up in, which was the, I'm the daughter of a metaphysician. I was trained in metaphysics um, and not really cluing in like, oh, Reiki's part of that. Right. Like, oh, okay. So I have had a lot of mentors along the way that I leaned on and really my sessions are integrated and it's really intuitive that Reiki Ray energy is intentionally manifested and called forth, but then I'm also really checking in with the client to see where they are, what they're looking for, what kind of healing modality would best suit them. And then I'm reading their energy, mm. utilizing multiple different, like multiple modalities, whether it's aura reading, whether it's chakra clearing, whether it's tarot, whether it's um, spirit guides, whether it's Reiki. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's really important for, for me to live in that place of integrity, because everything I do, everything I do, regardless of the session or the client, I'm either generating on my own, or I've asked permission from one of my mentors, right? Always. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Like, if we're if someone were to find, have a session with you, right? Like our audience wants to work with you. Um, what you're describing, kind of this beautiful blend of aromatherapy and Reiki and aura and tarot. Um, I mean, would they find that under a Reiki session on your website? Um, yes. Um, it's really integrative energy. Reiki is yeah. part of it. And on my website, it, it kind of lists the different types of therapies or healing modalities that you can, you okay. can not necessarily choose from, but so when you, when you sit down with me, we have a conversation and it's kind of like a five to 10 minute check-in on um, what's coming up for you. What are you feeling physically? What are you feeling emotionally? Are you dreaming? Are we having, what kind of symptoms are, are we Ooh, having? I love that, that you add, are you dreaming? I think that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. go on. Yeah. So this, so like, if it's me, I come to you and I say, okay, this is what I need. So we sit and have a consultation first. Is it in person or is it over the phone or both? Um, it's me... right now. I have a healthy combination of both. Okay, and cool. a lot of people are accessing zoom. I'm wanting to do this on zoom, which is a totally new media for me because I, in the area of metaphysics and quite frankly, you know, I'm a late seventies, early eighties kid. And I was raised in the poltergeist era. So I'm like all very, you know, very cautious <laughs> about waves. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, 
you know, no matter how physically distant we are, the Zoom room intensifies and amplifies energy. It just does. Um, so regardless of, of the vehicle that we're con connecting with, um, we are for the first maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes doing a check-in. Um, you know, any type of like, how is your day clearing to what's coming up for you? And I actually um, send um, like at least I would like to say 72 hours prior to a session, if they're a new client, an energetic check-in and just telling me like what drew them to this type of, of healing? How did they find me? Um, where, what can they tell me about what's going on with them? Where do they feel stressed? And just kind of some really pointed questions that will give me some more information. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love that. And I I mean, I can share my session with you if that's okay. I mean, because I, I, I don't mind. I, I, not any of the details, of course, but it was really cool. It was like, you know, a little bit of tarot in the beginning to kind of set our intention to make sure I was kind of clear where, where I wanted some healing. Cause sometimes I think people, and, and tell me if you agree, uh, both of you, that sometimes people, they want healing, but they don't really know where or how or what it looks like for them. So it's kind of, I think that first five or 10 minutes is, is just so critical. Um, so I really do appreciate that. Like having that kind of that little time to say, okay, here's what's happening. Oh my gosh, I actually, you know, actually I'm not really worried about this, but if I go deeper, it's really this. And I think you helped me with a little tarot. So tarot was kind of an opener. And then we went into um, some Reiki, which was like hands kind of above and the, the Reiki was, I mean, you could kind of feel that shifting of energy. Um, so I think that was one of the questions I had for you is when you're giving Reiki in particular, doing Reiki, are you giving it or doing it? I don't know. That's the right, right. word. I don't know. <laughs> so whatever you're I mean, doing, when you're being the practitioner, are you, <laughs> are you giving your energy away? No. Or are yeah. you, what do you tell, tell me about that energy exchange or if it is an exchange? So, and with Reiki Ray energy, with that universal life force energy, and you know, whether it's prana or chi, you are the conduit. So, and for, for so many practitioners, myself included, it is really about not only harnessing the universal life force energy to, to restore balance and harmony to the body. It's also really about beginning to have a stewardship with your clients so that they can start doing this for themselves so that, that you're really creating a community of people that are learning how to heal themselves. Yeah. And, and at least that's my, my, my rationale. So mm -hmm. when there are literally tons of different um, techniques, so to speak, that you can have hands on certain body parts. You could hands have, have hands hovering or beaming over certain body parts. Um, there's there's a, a scan and you can do this for yourself. You can take your hands and, and hover them over your body. And some people call it a biosyn scan and some people call it a biosyn scan. And I've heard it called, called both ways, but whatever it is, you're taking your hands and you're hovering over your body parts, feeling energy. Mm -hmm. I love and, that. and for for you know, Manjeet and, and Mayum, for you guys, when you talk about like your chakra workshops, you're talking about connecting to universal life force energy and the nervous system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, yeah. There's, and there's, there's techniques that you can use on the front side body. There's techniques you can use on the back body. There's techniques you can use distance and 
you know, it's all about your intention and all about where you're coming from. So those sessions are really about my intention of raising vibration to the highest good for the client so that when they leave, they have now a tool among many as we progress in our sessions to use on themselves, however long they want to use it, however often they want to use it. Huh, that's beautiful. I had no idea about that. I always thought that a person would probably need to, to book or uh, schedule several sessions, you know, and I didn't know if that was like a, a packet or do you, do you recommend two to three or do you do like 10 and, it, and do you actually go in and explain to them like, okay, hopefully you will be able to do this for yourself. Cause I've never been told that before. I think that's pretty amazing. If you can, I, I don't know that I'm that direct. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, okay. um, so it depends on the person. So I have, a, I have a group of people that come for a monthly session. Oh. Um, and, and um, if you're coming for a monthly session, it's at a discounted price because you're coming every single month. I gotcha. And and this is totally new. So this practice, you know, this, this business of mine, I mean, I'm, I'm a longtime lifelong yogi. That's where I've come from. I'm a long-term lifelong metaphysician. And the, the energy business part is it's a, it's a COVID creative baby, my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a COVID creative baby. It was a way for me to, in COVID, access my passion and meet people where they are to serve the greater good and to serve and to serve myself and heal myself along the way, because this is what fuels me. You know, um, I've been working with Manjeet for a long time. The very first retreat I've ever done with Manjeet, my intention was to create authentic connections with women. Mm-hmm. And since that retreat, it's been, I, I, my greatest intention is to create authentic connections with human beings but to hold space, to raise the vibration and allow for them to find their best version of themselves and hold their hands and lock arms and rise together. And that's, and that's what this business has done for me. Yeah. And I love that. Well, and I think that's why, you know, um, I obviously, I send, uh, I send a lot of people your way because I love your sessions <laughs> so much. Um, and a lot of the folks that I, I know that have gone to you are coming, you know, coming back and, uh, back again and, and referring more people, which is lovely. And, um, they have said to me, I feel different after mm. working with you. You know, they've said uh, like, and other people have noticed about them, like, wow, her energy was like really good. Like people have been, you know, so I think that's a really cool thing that you're out. And that's why we, we are so honored to have you as our first guest, because we all three resonate in that energy. We want to build each other up. We build mm-hmm. each other up. We don't want to, um, you know, yeah. Light workers. What's your power? Let's do this shit. Yeah. Right, Neil? Yes, absolutely. Women supporting women. And like she said, lifting you up. I mean, that's what it's about. Like, Manjita. I'm so excited. I love this. I shit. love it. it. I love it. It's yeah, this is in those poor women out there that don't feel this or have this in their life. They don't have that sisterhood. You know, it's competition. It's jealousy. It's, you know, uh, I, I can't stand that stuff. So mm-hmm. this is really beautiful. And I, I am, I'm actually dying to like in the back of my mind, I'm like, I need to, I need a session. Yeah. I, need I a think session. everyone needs a for session. Sure. So can I ask you, cause I don't even know this. Where are you based? Like, where do you live? I, I live in Lake Stevens, Washington. 
And, um, I, my husband, um, he, he's, he's my angel. I, I just adore him more than, more than words. And Manjeet knows how much I love words. Um, <laughs> he built me a yurt in my backyard and it started out as a place for me to do private yoga. It started out for me to do a, you know, a place for private energy work and, and in all honesty and full transparency, I didn't see myself doing this. Really? And I saw myself and it started really organically. And it was like the universe kind of like doing a little tickle, <laughs> tickle, tickle. <laughs> it started with, with, um, with friends of mine asking me to do a reading for them, to do a tarot card reading. I, I grew up in a household of metaphysicians. Um, my, my mom is a master metaphysician. Um, she's trained with medicine women and shaman. We had medicine women and shaman live with us. Um, I, I grew up in a very, a kind of traditional religious background. Um, my, my mom is Jewish, um, but, um, the metaphysical aspects and the multicultural aspects of my upbringing, um, have given me more gifts that, that I will probably live on in multiple lives here. Um, that being said, I did not see myself as I've seen myself as a light worker. I've seen myself as an energy worker. I didn't see myself as a leader moving through this work the way that I am. And it really started with me. Like it started, you know, with COVID hitting, I had a totally different life. I was teaching yoga in a studio. I was, I was doing, um, I was in public a lot. I was busy a lot. And then, and I'm a public educator. So I was working in school with children and, um, and then COVID hit and everything about COVID shifted me right on my ass, but mm -hmm. probably also saved my life a little because mm -hmm. it turned down the noise. It pulled down the veil. It allowed me clarity and clear vision. And then all of this other messaging systems started to come online. Mm -hmm. And so I had friends of mine ask me to do readings and then I, and I, then I love aromatherapy. And so I tinker. And so I started tinkering with, um, crystal infused blends or, or thematic blends or ancient wisdom blends using different languages. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, I, I had people asking me for sessions and I'm, I'm Reiki certified. And I actually just redid my, my, my master certification recently, awesome. adding in a humongous level of self ritual. I'm really aligning with my integrity and of taking care of myself first so that before I put my hands on someone, I'm clear. Right. And if not clear, I'm going to cancel. And if I'm not doing the work, I have no business being this in this line of work. And yeah. that's something you can hear my voice drop. I get really intense when I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> my I voice, it. Um, it's, it was something that, um, I felt was missing from my training in all three degrees, you know, and, you know, Reiki in the first degree is all about self-healing. It's all about learning the principles and then applying them to you. And I took the training, I took the quiz, I got my certificate, but I didn't get it. I did the energy work on myself, but there wasn't the ritualistic part of it. There wasn't the there wasn't a level of, of sacredness around it. And it, and it, and it could have just been the timing because I didn't have the time to really put in the work 
sit in the silence, ask for guidance, set intentions Mm -hmm. and put my hands on my body and feel. Wow. So yeah, I, I had, this is completely within the first year. I had no idea I would be doing this. Did you also practice on like your husband and your pets or, you know, cause I know that's part of it is practicing mm-hmm. on yourself and then your friends and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what's the difference if you don't mind, I know we have questions to ask too, but um, how do you feel? So when it comes to the distance Reiki, cause I've actually had sessions with distance Reiki, which is phenomenal as well. And I know a lot of people out there was like, what? that doesn't make sense to me. How is that even possible? But again, it's so much energy that's happening and intention that I could feel everything. And I'm not, I'm sure not everyone is really going to be able to feel everything. I'm pretty sensitive in that department, but how, as you, as a practitioner providing distance Reiki, what does that look like compared to in person? Um, not, not much difference. Ironically, not much difference. Really, uh, I will tell you for myself, I, my pre-ritual before I do a session is um, a little bit more intense, a little bit more in depth and a little bit longer on a distance Reiki session. Um, because for me, this is way more amplified. Like right now I am tingled, like my fingers and toes, my legs are tingly. Um, and it's just the three of us. And yeah. we're just vibing, you know, yeah. uh, but with a, with an energetic session now, granted, obviously you won't feel my hands on you, right? Um, like directly, but you will feel waves of energy. Some people feel buzzing or sensation. Some people feel, um, temperature changes. Some people see color when they close their eyes. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. And I still do the same techniques it's just from a beaming point. It's, it's a hovering point where I'm, I'm hovering my hands over the screen, but people are still feeling them. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then I have another question. Is that okay, Manji? Um, I really want to address, cause I think you had mentioned this before, and I find this incredibly fascinating that sometimes you are actually using mediumship with some of these clients where all of a sudden, while you're working on them, you're really tapping into that realm where all of a sudden uh, maybe a loved one is coming in to help you and guide you. And I know angels and guides as well, but can you speak to that a little bit? So much for asking that question, because I wanted to circle back to and include Manjeet's question, which was, um, how do you not drain your energy or is Reiki a draining? And Reiki is not, Reiki is not a draining energy. Um, For me, it metaphysics can be a draining energy because I'm now utilizing my energy to um, interact with energetic fields, interact with um, physical and metaphysical um, phenomena, so to speak. Right. Um, So growing up in metaphysics and being trained in, in tarot and dreams and crystals and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. um, The intuitive part of that session it kind of has a mind of its own, which both of you have probably experienced in your lines of work and your experiences in your own sessions. Yeah. Uh, when there's something that wants to show up, it's not like we can say, not now. <laughs> Could you wait five minutes? <laughs> um, so yeah, there have been times when, um, especially distant sessions, 
Yeah. Um, especially distance sessions. Um, uh, those distance sessions bring all the, the past loved ones to the yard. Um, wow. so, um, I'll have, I've, I've had distance sessions where I felt a hand on my head and they've been playing with my hair. And I've asked like, you know, who likes to play with your hair? You know, that type of thing. Or I'll have some olfactory scents happen on certain perfumes, uh -huh. foods, yeah. um, that type of thing. Um, I'm, I'm able to, I see outlines of things at this point. And, um, you know, we've talked previously, you know, growing up in the poltergeist era, I grew up in fear of those gifts. <laughs> yeah. I grew up terrified of what I was seeing and what I've been able to do. And, um, and, and in all honesty, with every fiber of my being, this is something we all have. This is, this is something they might look different or the way that they articulate may be different, but these these pieces are all in their soul gifts. They're in us and it's how we decide to use them. So if something happens or if I have an, an inkling or an intuition that we might have a visit, um, I ask permission. I ask permission a lot for a lot of things. Um, I, I definitely ask permission to put hands on body. Mm -hmm. um, I ask permission to interact with energy fields. Um, I ask permission to, um, if, if I'm getting those metaphysical hits, so to speak, um, if they want me to share. And I haven't had anybody say they don't want to share, but there may be somebody that doesn't want to know those things. Yeah. And I, I'll, of course, would honor that. Yeah, I love that. And I think just before we go into the questions, I just wanted to say, I think that is one of the things that um, the three of us have in common. And I know Mayum and I talk on our, on our podcast regularly, um, maybe not spelt out so well as you um, articulated, but being a light worker, it really is about uh, understanding your management, right? It, being a light worker, like Mayum is never going to do a session with somebody if she's got a cold or not well. But, you know, we just know, like, I, I if I'm not feeling good, I block my schedule off. You know, it's like, right, Mayum? Right. Unless I'm hungover, I'll still do it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We've just, oh, that's our, that's our little <laughs> podcast joke. And you'll have to check out other episodes for that one. I love that. But yeah, we, you know, I think that that's something that is really, um, we're all in harmony with is this concept yes. that if you are a light worker, um, that management of yourself, you know, so that you can be in your biggest and best power to serve others. It, it, that, ha that's a, that is the first step. It has to happen. So I just want to thank you for, you know, just honoring that, acknowledging that, and just kind of bringing that to the surface. Um, because that is definitely something that we really, um, we really value, uh, in, in, in this yes, integrity. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And others, others, I think uh, maybe they mean to, um, or they think they are. So I think as a light worker, that's kind of our responsibility is to really show up with integrity and yeah. To know, yeah and discern. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's a lot harder to do that than to show up kind of half-assed. Yep. That's a, that's a song. <laughs> <I think. laughs> so we're going to jump into some questions now. Are you ready? My darling, you've answered some of them already. So, yeah. but I mean, but if you want to elaborate a little, feel free. Uh, the first one is how do you, um, how did you first know you were a light worker and maybe an age when you. Um, I think I must have been, it was, it was young. It was really young. Like I, I have a wonky memory. I remember things from being a toddler. Um, I remember the nurse that brought me home from the hospital. 
Um, I started seeing things in the air that weren't there when I was really, really little. Um, but the people that really saw that within me were the elders that were working at the metaphysical school that I went to. And it's really interesting because if you ask my mom, my mom taught there for a really long time. She taught astrology, numerology, tarot. And um, my experience of how long I was, I was in that school with the, the children's program, it felt like my entire childhood. It may have been a couple of summers. Wow. Um, but I, I really want to hold space and just give some deep honor to the multi-generational, multicultural, multi-ancestral elders of ANI that I grew up with that held space for me to indulge, explore, and discover these gifts with safety and with, with fidelity and with care and so much love, these, these elders are my satellite parents, mm-hmm. some of which I'm, I still see today after 44 years of, of friendship and sisterhood and brotherhood and connection. It is something that a, a community of beings, an energetic community of beings that I grew up with that is invaluable. So they, that group of elders, that group of adults held me, it held my spirit and held my soul and said, you know, this is the way, love is the way, find the way. Oh, and I, I was able to work with auras. I was able to work with plants. I was able to work with animals. I was able to work with people. And it was like, I can close my eyes and I can go right back there. And yes, I got a little wand when I was done. I got a little cake when I was finished, just like Harry Potter. Um, but that's really like the span of time. So from three, probably it like really into my teens and my twenties, it, it was kind of this continuum, the spectrum of building and building of energy. You know, I would, um, my best, my very best friend who lived next door to me and today is her birthday. We've been friends for 44 years and we lived next to each other, I think for 15 of those years. We would sit in my room and look at the rooftops and watch the angels and we both would see them. Wait, how old were you at this time? Seven. Seven years old. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I love that. I love that story. Thank you so much. I was going to, I'm actually curious about um, your influencers. Like, yeah, who would you, you know, who are the biggest influencers in your life? Um, my, my, like my metaphysical influencers, my energy influencers, there's, I have, um, like, I would call them like the justice league of like my, the people I don't know, but I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I do too. With best friend, Brene Brown at the helm. Um, Neil Donald Walsh and Gary Zukov, James Van Prague and Ram Das, um, all kind of sitting in the round table, like, like nights in the round table. Um, I feel like um, these are authors and, and inspiration leaders who kind of paved the way to, to really encompass the healing the self, healing the world. Um, Gary Zukov was my intuition guide. Um, I read his books. I saw him on Oprah in the late nineties, you know, and just fell in love with putting science and putting, putting logic to metaphysical energy work on, on intuition work. And really knowing that, like, I can really trust that. I can really trust that because I'm going to know and I'm, and I may not always listen, but I'm always going to be shown. And then that, that would became a bigger journey of listening. But, um, my, (laughs) My local, 
my local influencers, well, actually the two of you, quite frankly, two of you. For heaven's sakes. Um, there are um, my aunt, my, my, my auntie Tony, um, my beautiful, fantastic, energetic, transcendent human that visits me in my dreams often and sometimes visits me in the yurt. Oh, um, I love that. that. She, she passed when I was 23. And um, she was the, the operator, the owner, the founder of the Metaphysical Institute. And um, she has been probably the biggest life influencer that I've ever experienced. And not saying that she has her shit, all of her shit together, because she doesn't, she didn't, but saying that she made a conscious effort, regardless of where she was, to move back to love mm-hmm. and yeah. to be honest and to take accountability and to work within the light with integrity and to give it to me straight. When I surrounded myself with people who were not working in the light and ended up having energetic tethers connected to me. Mm-hmm. And I went through periods of time. Sometimes I still go through periods of time. Sometimes I still, still go through periods of time. Um, bumping into other people's trauma or bumping into the people that are just not my people. And it happened prevalently from middle school, to high school. And she would have to sit down and she'd hold my hands. She put a crystal in my bra <laughs> and she said, my, my nickname is fur. So Jennifer, I was fur. And um, my auntie Tony is a spicy Latina. She is a fierce, fierce warrior. And so when, when somebody's messing with her girl, <laughs> she has, she has the eyebrow that goes up, mm-hmm. even though she's passed away. I know when she's giving me that face mm-hmm. yeah. and she, and she has to give it to me straight fur, cut the cord. It's, it's funny. Cause I've uh, been in session with you and um, I'm sure you don't mind if I share, but you will speak of her and um, it's like, I don't know who that is. So when you're speaking of her, it's like, she's alive. Yeah. And, and so I, I'm, I'm always like, Oh, she's, she's well, Oh, she's, past oh shit because you're like oh I had a conversation with her I did this it's like really trippy it's really fucking cool so I just love that I um I am beyond blessed to have her and I you know I have other local inspirations and other local energy workers and beautiful human beings that influence influence what I do and how I do yeah I love that well I'm kind of curious about um what advice would you give to your fellow light workers, what would be your advice to even maybe somebody new who's starting out? Mm. You know, this question, I'm going to tell you what this question I had to write. I mean, I wrote this all down in my journal, but I had to write about this (laughs) there. This has been such a transcendent time for me and so transformational. And both of you know this on very different levels, but the first piece of advice is to really trust yourself, really get to know yourself. And that sounds corny, but it's, but it really like, I'm going to be 47 and there's still things that I'm experiencing and discovering that I had no idea. Yeah. Not necessarily in an age of becoming, but in an age of remembering, Mm. knowing that, that I am remembering who I am. I'm already here. And I really love that. I yes. love that. And, yes. and I've allowed myself to be derailed. I've done that because I hadn't listened to my intuition, because I haven't known myself enough, because I haven't loved myself enough, whatever that is, forgiveness or surrender, but really like being your own best friend, trusting yourself and trusting what you're being shown and know that you're being divinely guided and being willing to have those, to have boundaries with yourself and other people. Um, I'm looking at my notes because there's a lot. 
Well, I love all of those already. I mean, they're very, it's really, really great advice, you know, um, finding not necessarily like finding your tribe within, Like instead Mm -hmm. of looking outside for the community, looking inside for your soul community, because when we're looking inside, it's really interesting what people start to come forward Mm -hmm. and creating that sacred space for yourself, creating a really healing place for yourself, as opposed to what maybe even society wants us to be. Because we get caught up. I mean, I get caught up. I can speak for myself. I get caught up in the appearance of love and belonging. And if I don't pay attention to my intuition, I get derailed every time and I expend myself in some way for the appearance of love and belonging. And it screws me upside down and sideways and not in a good way. Yeah. You know? Well, and that Um, is a great, a great way. Yeah. Just a great, it's great awareness. I love that. I love that. And we do that without doing the work, you know, and I, I have, you know, my personality and who I've been as a human being and a, a, you know, a physical body, having a human experience, I have run the gamut. You know, if you talk to my high school friends, you talk to my college friends, I've gone from every, every personality type in the world. I've been a really nice human being. I've been a total dick in my life. I've been a really good human being. I've total mistakes and screwed up beyond belief. But at the end of the day, people can always say that whatever it is, I'm going to make amends. I'm going to make improvement. I'm going to do what's right. It may not be in the right time. It may not be on other people's schedules, but that's my soul work coming back. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't do the work. So when I screw up and I can say, man, gee, I screwed up. I'm so sorry. I can't do that if I'm not doing the work that, and that work, meaning soul work, boundary work, like dealing with your bullshit work. (laughs) Yeah. So I just have to say, if you are looking for a really, really powerful Reiki healer, uh, and if you live far away, she can help you. If you live locally to Lake Stevens, you need to call her, check in with her. Her website is www.sogenyoga.com. I think we should end with a really cool story. And especially because, well, too, I, I, uh, I love the story behind so Jen, and I think you need to share that. And then number two, to end on like, what is the most bizarre story you have? That would be really fun for the listeners to hear about you and your work and, and all of this good stuff that you'd like to share. Okay. So, so Jen, um, so my husband and I are going on 19 years of marriage and we met in December of 1998 as pen pals. I had just gotten out of one of those breakups where I was like, I'm going to be by myself. I'm going to be with Oprah and Dr. Phil and my cat and everybody else can go right out down the road. And then all of a sudden there was this pen pal application on America online. And here comes Max. And, um, Max and I emailed once a week, every week for a couple of months. And then he wanted to move to the phone. And Max was a winemaker in Woodenville, and I was going to school for education in Sonoma County and working on wine and food in Sonoma County. And when he would call me, he would get really nervous. And so he would pause every so often and say, so Jen, what's going on? <laughs> so, so Jen, so, 
<laughs> and on and on. And so eventually we created this cartoon character. And at the time it was so Jen Mueller. And I don't know what, where the Mueller came from, but it ended up being this um, really like badass pigtailed warrior who was like a Kung Fu master. And totally as an aside, and this is, this is, this is a very interesting piece to it as well, because the character is, is Asian. And when I was a little girl, I used to have, I used to have my mom get, you know, do the books all about me where I was the main character in the books. Yeah. And I, I always had to be Asian. Always. Interesting. I have no mm. idea. So I I'm, always. Might be I a past have, life kind of thing there. Huh? Huge yeah. connect, huge connection to Asian culture. So the, I have the tattoo that I have on my back that we created is a, is a badass pigtail with flowers in her hair kung fu master and she's asian and that's so that is awesome and i i love that because i'm asian but i do love that i think that's so cool um, yes, my, my experience, my aunt has done uh, a lot of, of like Akashic reading, past life regression, and I've had a lots of multicultural lives, which makes a lot of sense for me in my current life. Um, the way that I just, I love culture. I yeah. can't, I just eat it all up and honor it all. Yeah. And you, you are also, um, really an advocate, I think too, for racial discrimination in your school. And, you know, so like it really, it's a trigger it gets like a, Hey, you know what? There's a really deep awareness and connection with, you know, equality and all that kind of stuff. So I just really honor that about you as well. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah. So a uh, bizarre story. Yeah. <laughs> you got one. You got a bizarre well, story for us. So it was, I want to say like circa 1983 when the return of the Jedi came out. Don't quote me because I'm not sure, but it felt like that. And um, I love the force, love the force to this day, Max and I still binge watch all the Star Wars movies. And I absolutely have tears when, you know, when we see the astrally projected um, beings of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker, et cetera, et cetera. So then I, it was very shortly after that we saw the movie, my mom and I, and she bought me a stuffed animal Ewok. And I slept with this Ewok. I slept with an Ewok and a unicorn because that's just how I do. Yes, it is. <laughs> So I had the Ewok and, um, my, I was, my mom had heard noises and I have vague recollection, but my mom still to this day is like, oh yeah, let me tell you, let me tell you about this. So she came into my room and I was sitting straight up in the middle of the night, holding my Ewok with my right arm, with my left finger pointing in the air, speaking a language that was not English. What? Yeah. <laughs> That is insane. And that is, and do you recall, do you kind of remember this happening? Were you like, in it's, between? Very, it's very vague. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I grew like my, my really early childhood. I was a traveler. Like I actually traveled all the time. I'd wake up with my face underneath the, the covers and my feet on the pillow. And, and I have some type of almost ocular auric memory but it wouldn't solidify into my brain. It, it was just kind of this very, almost like you can't grasp it. So I kind mm -hmm. of remembered, but not really. Mm -hmm. But my mom to this day, like bust into giggles about this because she was like, I don't know what you were talking about, Jennifer, 
but you were serious. I mean, it was, <laughs> you were serious going on. I mean, I must've been eight, seven, eight years old. And I was given the what for to somebody in my room. Yeah, you were. Oh, that is amazing. I love that story so much. I do too. It's like, I mean, it, it's kind of like this channeling and this like, you know, this other language. And then you're just like so convicted mm-hmm. <laughs> as a little kid. You're, I would have just died if my kid, wouldn't you just die me if you saw one of your kids doing that? I'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> Like what is happening? And then I want to record it and play it back to them. Because <laughs> that's how we roll. <laughs> then, that not happened. There were no recorders. I mean, my mom would have had to get like the old yeah. the all yeah. VHS thing or yep. like I don't even know what the other the Betamax or whatever it's called. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, no, that wasn't happening when we were when we were um, younger easily, right? No, no. I, I traveled and I slept walk. So I, 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 I like to go on little trips and I, I did end up at some point sleepwalking to my neighbors. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Sleepwalking. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. Is there anything else, Jen, you wanted to say before we wrap it up today? Was there anything left unsaid or? Oh, you know what? This has been such, such a treat and it's, and it's like truly my deepest honor to be able to show up for you and to, to be of service to you and to offer just, just to offer the space, you know, and keeping in mind, you know, I am not an expert and that's the, like, the, I, I'm just, you know, I'm just me doing my thing, healing myself, healing the world and, um, coming from California. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we love it and we love you. So Jen. Yes. So Jen. <laughs> Honor you and respect you and are so grateful to have you in our light worker circle. Uh, you are our sister and we are really, really, really honored to have you here. Right. I yeah, like I it. That. I love it too. <clears throat> Good job. Oh my God, Mayum, stop, stop saying the same thing I'm saying. Right. At the same time. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. I love that. Wow. Awesome job, ladies. Another great show. Really so thankful for you being here. 